Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Les Lukacs, once again joined by the incomparable Joey Cohen. Joey uh, had another pretty good event here this past weekend with the SoCal Top Prospect Games over at Great Park Stadium. Uh, had close to 20 colleges out for this one. Roster of about oh, 45 to 50 guys. Uh, kind of your, your standard gameplay event for us. Put them through a showcase did a bunch of athletic testing, uh, BP, defense, and then rolled right into a game. Uh, just your initial thoughts on the roster, the competitive nature of the event, and just the adventure, the event as a whole. Yeah, um, in terms of you know formatting the roster for this, obviously the ninth was the last day of the open recruiting cycle for D1, so you know, going through the kids I wanted to invite, obviously it was, you know, we're called the top prospects and we could have invited, you know, some committed kids out there, but I really wanted to make this an uncommitted event just to, you know, drive the coaches out there and get, you know, some coaches in front of these really good players that, you know, we've seen that we kind of format, want to formulate this roster behind. And I thought it went very well. I think, you know, there was the kid that, that showed out during the athletic testing and there's certain people that, sh- that showed out during the BP and everyone kind of had their own ways they stood out, but the gameplay was really fun. It went by fast. We, we tried to go through it quick. So those kids weren't there, you know, for hours on end, but no, I think it went very well. And I think, you know, from the conversations that we've had with some coaches after the fact, there were some, some players that really stood out for them and that's what we like to hear. And it's kind of our jobs to help those, those kids out. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny because it's, you know, there's guys that you kind of, you know, we've seen a bunch that we expect to, uh, you know, show out, as you say. And then there's guys that we've seen maybe a couple of times where the expectation isn't so high, yet they, you know, show very, very well for themselves. And we'll, we'll talk about a few of those guys here uh, in this event. I'll just add another great job by you putting together this roster it was uh, a good balance of 23s and 24s primarily uh with a handful of 25s uh, sprinkled in there uh over the, for this event so uh you know let's jump into these guys uh, you know the first guy that uh, uh that i wanted to talk about is is thomas piggin uh and thomas i do apologize if i butchered your name um <laughs> you have a 24 right-handed pitcher out of villa park uh, this guy, I, I mean, he he shoved Joey for lack of better terms. I believe he ended up with eight strikeouts out of ten, ten batters faced. Uh, he got a strikeout on a change, got a strikeout on a curveball, got a strikeout on a fastball, uh, showing all three pitches. Uh, really interesting uh, pitcher there for Villa Park, who, by the way, carries a four point six GPA. Yeah, um, it was a very cool way to get things started. I mean, he was our first pitcher that we had out there, and he really shoved. Um, uh, he attacked the zone. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't really nitpicking. It was strikes, like, like so many strikes. It was probably like ranked around seventy percent strikes if you're looking at the TrackMan data. Um, and he didn't mess around. And we, you know, we stacked the lineup to start the day to, to get the scouts' attention. And he went through some really big name hitters. I'm not gonna, you know, mention those hitters. I want to embarrass them but some of really elite hitters that he went through and, and k'd up so i thought the, i thought the breaking ball the slider was what i was hearing coming hearing what you know hitters had to say coming back to the dugout and they just didn't see it well at the hand it was tunneled well off the fastball and you know he's not a high velo guy so him pitching off his, his secondary offerings was was good to see and it sees you know it, it tells 
about his pitchability and, and wherewithal for sure. Yeah, I, I like that you mentioned there the high strike rate because it was with every pitch he was landing it for strikes and it was, uh, you know, a smaller build, about 5'11", 6 foot, a little stockier. Uh, and, and you're right, I mean, the velo wasn't, you know, eye-popping. It was, you know, 81, 82, uh, but it really played up when the quality of his secondary pitches came out. And uh, it was, like you said, I think you came out to me after his second inning, like, yeah, like dude, that was eight strikeouts or something like that. And, uh, you know, you standing behind the mound calling balls and strikes, you really get to see the quality of the pitches. And I think it was his second batter. He threw the slider and it didn't land it for a strike. It was off the plate. And, you know, I, I just looked at him and said, go back to it, like trust it. And he, he started doing that with the next hitter. Uh, and we saw it, you know, as he uh, got a couple strikeouts with it, not only in that first inning, but the second inning. Uh, but the guy that... Uh, really opened some eyes and a guy that you've been you were touting to me coming into the event uh, was one of the arms that came in after Piggin uh, and that's Cooper Walls out of La Costa Canyon and you know we know of La Costa Canyon thanks to our buddy Stunner Gonzalez who just committed LSU but I mean La Costa Canyon with has a legitimate one-two punch with Stunner and Cooper Walls that is for sure. I mean, I was I was really happy when Walls, you know, agreed to come out and you know, I saw LCC a bunch this past this past spring and I saw him I think, you know, two or three times during the high school season and you know, he put together a fairly good high school season and you know, in creating this roster, I was, you know, I reached out to Cooper and I reached out to him because I was hearing rumblings of his stuff really improving from, you know, this past spring and on Sunday it's like, you know, exactly what he did. I mean, to start off he stands 6'5", 200 pounds, which is, you know, a very imposing you know, frame and build to have out there. Um, the delivery is repeatable, and he showed four pitches that really mixed well. Um, in his two innings, I think he struck out six guys. The fastball was 87 to 89, and he really worked it in on those right-handed hitters, and it, it you know, induced a lot of weak contact there. Um, he showed a really short, tight slider that, you know, induced some whiffs and got some hitters out in front. And then he mixed in, you know, a pretty good fading changeup and a cutter as well. And he worked fast. I mean, it was it was a very good tempo. And when you're working that fast, sometimes you lose some of that repeatability. But he, you know, he, he kept it he kept it you know repeatable. And you know, it was, it was easy to see that that hitters didn't feel comfortable in the box against him at all. I mean, I had hitters coming back saying that his 87 to 89 looked like it was 90 92, which you know probably helps because of that frame and that long extension he's getting on that fastball. But no, he's definitely a guy that. You know, I think we both have heard you know some, some calls and some texts from some colleges about after the fact. Yeah, he's one of the guys where, you know, when coaches show up and you're giving them a roster and you're talking to them and they say, when is this guy throwing? You know, <laughs> you, you know, you know that uh, that's the guy, right? Uh, and that happened with Walls, at least with me, on uh, two or three occasions on Sunday there uh, at the Great Park because uh, this guy's got it all, man. I mean, like you said, big six-five frame. Uh, looks really good on the mound, uh, but man, that cutter was uh, absolutely filthy. Uh, just again, standing behind the rubber there, calling balls and strikes. Uh, it, when he first threw it, it looked kind of like a, a just like a diving changeup. Uh, so I asked him, you know, was that a change? He says, no, it's a cutter. Uh, you know, and I looked at him. I said, please throw that again. Um, <laughs> it was that good of a pitch, and you know, sure enough, he got over the top of it a little bit too much and spiked it on the next one, but uh, threw another one, and it was just like, oh my gosh, man, that is a fantastic pitch, and uh, a guy who is going to have no shortages of uh, options after high school. 
Yeah, definitely, for sure. And then another kind of San Diego arm that I think caught both of our eyes. You know, he didn't have – he didn't show his best stuff. I think I've seen him better than what he showed, but his breaking ball was just ridiculous, and that was uh, Jake Molinar over at Bishop's. And and I think you saw that breaking ball better than anyone behind home behind the pitcher's mound last, and you can kind of talk about that for sure. Yeah, you know, he, he, he kind of couldn't find it with the fastball in the first inning – uh, you know, he was 82 to 86 uh, with the fastball. He throws a cut fastball as well. Um, and and he, so he varies the movement on his fastball. But the curveball, Joey, as you said, uh, was spectacular. Uh, you know, 3,000 spin on it. It gives you an idea of, of just how sharp it is and, and how tight he spins that thing. And I mean, it's, it's, it's the thing that intrigued me about the curveball is, you know, one pitch, it'll be kind of like the 12, six shape. Uh, the next pitch will be more of like a 10, four sweeping breaking ball. Uh, but it still has, you know, the close to 3000 spin. It's, it's almost like he varies the slot on it. And, uh, you know, he's competing out there. I mean, he knew he, he couldn't find it with the fastball, basically just went to straight breaking balls in his second inning, uh, struck out the side, all five guys he faced. He ended up with seven strikeouts out of ten batters faced. Uh, he did get squared up for a, for a base hit, but, you know, he walked a guy and he had a ground out as well. So uh, the stuff is much improved on him. The frame is something you can dream on, right, 6'3"-ish, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. Still pretty lean, uh, still pretty um, – uh, you know, with some lean strength to him, but it's not the the big imposing broad shoulders of like say Cooper Walls that we just talked about. Uh, but there's a guy who you know the frame still has some projection left to it. The secondary stuff has, is is very very good at this point, and you know, and, he, and when he puts it all together, uh, he's gonna have a he's gonna be a guy that you know certainly is going to have some some options as well, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think, you know, what you touched on with the fastball command will be the big thing with him. I think it's the thing that, you know, coaches look for the most. Like, you got one of the first steps is just, you know, being able to command your fastball. So once he kind of locks that in there with, you know, obviously the secondary options that he does have with the curveball, like you said, being in, a, you know, sh- the shape and the spin rate being elite, um, he, sh- he should have his fair share of schools reaching out to him once that fastball command kind of gets dialed in. Yeah, and another guy who... Uh, you know, we'll head back down to La Costa Canyon. They're sticking with the San Diego theme with these first few guys here. Um, you know, La Costa Canyon, you kept saying it, you know, they're a top 10 team. They're a top 10 team. And uh, uh, based on the few guys that we saw there this weekend and the guys that we've seen, you know, outside of this weekend, it's hard to argue with you, man, because when you got a guy like Brady Pettit uh, in the lineup, you're, you're going to get some uh, some good production on the offensive side. Yeah, Brady was you know another guy I was excited about as you know I know the at LCC pretty well and they were letting me know that Brady was this kind of guy that was waiting in the ring like in the wings to, to be a dude for them and he's and they think he's going to be a dude for them this upcoming you know 23 season and I think he kind of proved that on the field on Sunday I mean he arguably had the best BP round out of anyone he averaged 94 you know exit Vila throughout his round. He hit two out to the pull side, and he really showed he can, you know, back backspin it to the pull side for damage. And you know, the blast metrics were were very solid too. I mean, the bat speed was there, the rotation acceleration was there, which you know shows that good power profile. And then defensively, you know, he worked out at shortstop, and you know, he showed those solid, you know, fundamental actions. But with the size, I think he's about six two, two hundred pounds. I think he profiles a bit better at third base, which I think is where he'll play next spring. 
But then he also, you know, he jumped on the mound and, you know, for an inning, he, you know, he, he K three of the five batters he faced with a fastball up to 85 and a, and a low sweeping, you know, set, low 70 sweeping slider. And, and then I think in his last at bat of gameplay, he, you know, banged one off the left center field wall for a double. So, you know, it kind of showed the complete skill set on Sunday, which was cool to see. And I'm sure it was, it was great for the coaches to see. And, um, I'm just hoping that, you know, these next couple of weeks and obviously with the help of us, you know, getting him out there, he, he, uh, gets on some, gets on some school radars. Yeah. His, his BP was pretty darn impressive. Um, and then like you said, the two pull side homers and, and that ball that he hit, uh, that double that he hit, uh, you know, that wasn't far from going out either. Uh, it's, it's a simple, attacking aggressive approach at the plate and uh, you know it's something that he's able to get the barrel out in front and, and make some connection with and, and certainly use that big powerful frame of his uh, to do some damage so again a guy who at La Costa Canyon is going to get looks not only from college coaches but from uh, pro scouts as well as he moves into his you know junior season this year um, you know, but a guy that uh, is going to certainly have an opportunity uh, post high school. Most definitely, and, and and getting on some other two ways that we had there, you know, we we both saw Diesel taught that at one of our, um, you know, our summer IDs. We didn't get the ch- didn't get the chance to see him at our our state games, which he you know from you know Blaine Clemens, our NorCal director, who was running that. He he seemed to be very high on Diesel, but you know we got to see him during game action on Sunday and. You know, he impressed with the overall skill set, both, you know, at the play, at shore, and on the mound. I, I love this guy. Um, and, and we've been singing his praises since he came to that ID event because it's a it's a mid-80s arm on the mound. He scuffled a bit on the mound. Looked like he was throwing just, just uh, fastballs. Um, and, you know, he mixed in uh, what looks like uh, two or three sliders during the, the his outing there. Um, got knocked around a little bit, um, but that's going to happen when you're, you know, throwing primarily fastballs to good hitters. But, I mean, defensively, he's I think he's he's as good as it comes, right? I mean, he he moves well. He's got the good footwork. The arm strength is there. Uh, his instincts to get to balls um, is is you know pretty close to unparalleled. Uh, this is a guy who at Arrowhead Christian, and there was two other guys from Arrowhead Christian there who are going to be on our radar as well. One already is with Ethan Bingaman, um, but this the Diesel is a guy who uh, looks the part. He's about five ten, physical lower half. Uh, the upper half is catching up. Only as a twenty five uh, is going to be a guy who, in their division and certainly in their league, is going to make a lot of noise both on the mound and at the plate. And uh, I mean, at the plate, he, he bangs balls to all fields. He's got a really good approach, really good plan at the plate. He doesn't try to do too much; stays within himself there, uh, and just takes what the pitcher gives him. Uh, I don't have, um, yeah. So yeah, he, he had the uh, the RBI single in his first at bat. He had another he had another single in the second at bat, then reached on an error, putting the pressure on the infield there and his third at bat. So this is a guy who continuously gets the bat to the ball and uh, there's not a lot of swing and miss in his in his swing. It's pretty short, compact to the ball swing, and a guy who, again, being an arrowhead Christian might be uh, you know, considered uh, I don't know difficult to be seen uh but you know the the two or three times he's been out with us already this summer and into the fall uh he has shown that you know he's worthy of any and all attention that's coming his way yeah i think 
the thing with him and that you like out of a 25 is obviously the athleticism. I mean, he shows it when he's at short. He showed it when he, you know, getting out of the box. He showed it with his, you know, his bat speed and his, and his hand speed with his swing. And obviously on the mound, being up to 87 as a, as a 25. I mean, there's a lot to dream on there. You know, I think you know getting into some advanced stuff like the fastball metrics are very good. You know, he got he gets some good vertical rise on that. So, you know, it looks like it's going to be a fastball that you know, plays up in the zone. And um, you know, I'm excited about him because those those you know advanced athletes at at the underclass level they 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 tend to project very well. Yeah, no doubt, and he he certainly is that is an advanced athlete and. You know, another guy who showed an advanced approach at the plate, and it's a guy that you were pretty excited to have there, is uh, 23 Utility, uh, Mulavai Lavu from Ocean View High School. Uh, you know, all this guy did was put on a show during BP, uh, and then he kicked off the game with a, uh, a pretty uh, loud statement as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, loud is the right way to describe the type of day he had. I mean, you know, he's a six foot, two hundred ten pound, you know, kid with a really strong lower half, and you know he had the second hardest, you know, exit velo and batting practice with one hundred and four off the bat. You know, the blast metrics were really were really good, and it painted a really good power profile there. The bat speed and rotational acceleration were both, you know, well above average. And you know, the bat it it, it played in game. He had he had a, L, a line drive knock up the middle, and then like you said, uh, he left the yard for a very loud home run to right field against a very tough left you know left on left matchup we you know which is very very impressive to see out of a high schooler to do that and then you know he jumped on the mound too and i mean you can probably speak for that a little more but he looked really really good i mean it was mainly a fastball slider mix but the fastball was up to 88 and you know talking about some of the the, the fastball metrics i mean it flashed really good spin you know maxed out around 2400 rpm but if you dive into some of our pitch score stuff, I think he was the only guy that had, you know, a hop score above with an above average, you know, score, which, which was 101, which is 1% above average at the major league level. So, you know, that speaks for how good his fastball looked. And then the slider was of the, you know, the sweeping variety. It proved really good against the right-handed hitters, getting several, several, you know, swings and misses there. And then defensively speaking, you know, he worked out in both the infield and outfield. The arm is obviously, you know, the arm, the arm obviously plays from both spots he was up to 90 with his throws in the outfield 88 from the infield and you know i want to see a bit more of him defensively i don't want to you know you know stick him to a spot just yet but i think he's definitely a corner body with the build you know it's either a corner outfielder or a corner infielder but um the, the power and the arm strength are both you know very loud tools for him and i'm sure those two tools got you know a lot of a lot of coaches attention that that day on sunday yeah, the the pitching was was pretty impressive. The slider is is really good, and like you said, the fastball up to eighty eight. Um, you know, the thing is that he was getting whiffs with both of those pitches uh, pretty easily, and it didn't look like a lot of effort coming from that physical frame. Uh, but I mean, that ball he hit out, Joey. Uh, I mean, it got really quiet in a hurry uh, inside that stadium. Uh, you know, as soon as he hit it. You, you know, you just kind of hear the loud ooh from the dugout, uh, you know, and followed by just silence. And I mean, everybody was was pretty impressed with with that that swing because uh, it was a fastball. It wasn't completely away, but it wasn't down the middle, uh, somewhere between the middle and the outer half of the plate. And he was able to get out front and pull that thing in the right center field. You know, had had a little help from the breeze, but I mean that thing cleared the fence by a good amount. So uh, that was just an absolute shot. 
Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, getting into some of the, the short stops we had there, I thought we had, you know, a really good shortstop group that came out. But I think the best defensive shortstop that, that showed out on Sunday was Cody Bigley over at Grossmont. I saw Grossmont a couple times during the, the spring high school season. And, you know, Cody's a guy that, you know, he looks the part in the uniform, but, you know, he probably didn't have the high school season that he wanted. But the tools and the ability are obviously there. And I know you, you liked what you saw from him out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you start with the frame, like you mentioned, six one ish, somewhere in that neighborhood, about a buck seventy five, and he's put together really well. Um, he's physical, he's strong, uh, and boy, did that show itself at uh, during BP, where I mean, he was just hitting missile after missile. Uh, you know, then he gets into the game and he, you know, promptly smokes a a uh, RBI single there uh, in the second inning uh, and, and gets going. He hit a ball a line out to the center fielder that was caught at the track. And uh, it was a, a, a pretty damn impressive catch. Otherwise, you know, he's standing on at least second, possibly third base. Uh, you know, and then he had a, a fly out to left field that was just kind of a, a high lazy fly ball. But that one also carried all the way to the track, showing off his power. Uh, but it's simple. It's short and compact to the ball. There's not a lot of wasted movement in his swing. Uh, you know the hands lead, a hip follows. It, it's it's just a it's a really simple swing, right? And the thing that I like about it is uh, it's just simple timing, right? It's just a simple leg lift and get the foot down. Uh, yep. It's not a lot of things going on. He keeps the hands pretty quiet. The head is very still when he's attacking the baseball. Uh, it and then defensively he made two or three plays where you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, he could play shortstop. Uh, he shoot, he made one ball, one play ranging to his left where he, you know, scooped it on the second base side of the bag and made the throw to get a, a fairly speedy runner uh, down at first base. But that was the play where I was like, okay, yeah, this kid can play at shortstop uh, until somebody tells him that he can't. Uh, you know, but this is a guy who, who looks the part, right? And he's on a really good Grossmont team uh, down in San Diego there that's going to get some looks, you know, by at the very worst, you know, the local schools there. Uh, but if I'm an out of area school and I want to, you know, find that hidden gem, you know, I think uh, Cody Bigley at Grossmont, the 24 shortstop we're talking about here, could be that guy, Joey. I mean, he, he's just an overall impressive athlete. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like you said with the swing, I liked how simple he kind of keeps it with the base, and, you know, kind of gets the foot down and let the hands go, and the hands are strong, so he doesn't really need to do too much there. And then defensively, like you said, I think he was the best defensive shortstop simply that we had there, and he proved it in the defensive workout that we had, and he proved it in game. And, you know, with, with the shortstops that we have there, it's like me and you zone in, and we're like, who are, who, who are the guys who are going to be able to stay there for a long time? And there's no question with Cody that he was the guy that we both thought would be able to stay there for it's going to be able to stay there through, you know, the next few years, definitely in college for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, another shortstop that we've seen a bunch here this summer who uh, we saw a little bit in the spring, uh, came back in the summer after a little bit of an injury, uh, is fully healthy now, and that's Thomas Carney. And, you know, we love Carney. We had Carney out with us at the West Coast Games out in Las Vegas. Uh, he came back here to the top prospect games. Uh, and here's a guy, you know, we, we often hear like, oh, that guy's a showcase player, you know, in, in the games, you know, he's just whatever. Uh, well, I think Carney, it's safe to say, might be the opposite, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the showcase, 
you know, you, you see him during the showcase, like, you know, okay. But then once the game starts, it's like he's a totally different player. And I absolutely love that about him because he's completely locked in. Yeah, like you said, yeah, I 100% agree. And like you said, he's a player that we've we've seen a good amount of this, you know, this past summer and now into the fall. So, you know, when we talk about him, we're not just going off of, you know, one, one instance. But, you know, he performed quite well at West Coast games and, you know, he's an athletic middle infielder who, who plays a really good solid, you know, shortstop. The bat, the bat's solid. He swings it short and compact, simple load, simple trigger. And he really makes for a hard out because of that. He, it's, he, he proved it in Vegas. He, he just doesn't give in. He's at bats. He, 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 he puts the bat on the ball. He fouls pitches off. And he, he had two hits during gameplay, and one of those was a two-strike swing where you know, he just found enough barrel to pull it down the right field line for a double. And then his next at bat, you know, he he was aggressive early and he pounded a line drive single to right for another hit. So, you know, I think the bat's going to play. I think he's it's a high average bat, low strikeout bat, and you know, defensively, I think the skill set is there to stay up the middle. The feet and the glove skills are certainly there. The only thing is the arm. He hasn't necessarily showed off the arm strength in you know any of our showcase formats, but then in, in game, like you know, he shows flashes of it, which is which is good to see. And then you know, for Saints. Um, there are going to be two holes being left there with uh, with Martinez and you know Thomas's brother Franklin both graduating out of there. So fairly confident, Tommy's going to fill in you know quite nicely there at, at Saints. And you know, I'm going to be tracking that school a lot because obviously we like a lot of those players over there, two future gamers and, um, and Grayson Bowles. And um, and, yeah, and yeah, so we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be seeing a bunch of, of Tommy in the next next couple months and into the spring. Yeah, and. and... Yeah, I, I think that he's got an opportunity to, um, you know, really work on the arm strength here over the fall and the winter uh, and then come out and really prove that that is an asset because, like you said, in-game he's able to make every throw you, you could potentially ask of a kid playing shortstop. Um, but, again, you know, showcases for some guys are great and for other guys it's, you know, it's just kind of ho-hum, right? And then it, all that matters is, what happens when the lights go on and when the lights go on, Thomas Carney is on. (laughs) Most definitely. And then another guy kind of like Mulive who who had a loud day was, you know, Ryan press press got less. I mean, his BP was loud. His end game ABs were loud. And I know you have, you really liked what you saw from him out on Sunday. Yeah. Well, you got to start with the frame, right? I mean, he's, he's on the bigger side. Looks like a, like a linebacker at, at 6'4", 230, um, you know, and he's chiseled. It, it's not a sloppy body whatsoever. That's the first thing that pops out at you. Uh, you know, he did his BP round. It, it looks, you know, a, a little quirky. It's kind of a quick quick process to get the foot down, and then it's, you know, bring the body through. But, gosh, was he pounding balls. His last ball he hit was 106 off the bat, you know, for – for uh for a bomb there and it just was like oh my gosh dude like uh, he just absolutely destroyed that ball and then what does he do first pitch of his first at bat gets a fastball down the middle and quickly hits it over the left field fence for a home run and i think i just kind of looked at you and we were just kind of like whoa um yeah you know like all right that that works in game too uh so all right let's see what else we can do here uh you know second at bat 
he got a uh, breaking ball that he was out in front a little bit of, uh, but he still hit just an absolute missile uh, to the left fielder who, uh, going back, caught the ball. But, I mean, the ball was just absolutely destroyed, uh, showing that, hey, okay, he can hit the breaking ball. Uh, and then in his third pitch, uh, you know, took a changeup and tried to pull a changeup and, and rolled into a ground out, 6-3 put out, but uh, showed the ability to hit all those different pitches, which was as impressive as, you know, the exit velos that we saw during BP. Uh, you know, you ask him, uh, hey, you know, I asked him, you know, hey, do you, you, know, do you play football over there? He said no, uh, had a little bit of an arm uh, injury, uh, so he didn't throw during the workout portion. Uh, he's still working himself back from that. But, uh, you know, this is a guy who will probably, uh, you know, if he has to miss any early action in the season, will probably just be the DH over at Sunny Hills uh, until he's fully cleared to throw and, and do those sorts of things. But the bat on this guy, Joey, uh, really impressed me, not only, like I said, with the ability to hit balls very hard and hit them out of the yard, but uh, the end game told us a lot where the ability to hit the off speed uh, is there. Uh, and in that league, uh, you know, where that Sunny Hills plays in, uh, you know, he's got a, a potential for just a, a huge breakout season uh, for them. And, and, you know, again, only a 24. So, uh, you know, he's got some time still. Yeah, for sure. I mean, both, you know, I'll, I'll drop in another name here. Both, both Ryan Prescott and Hudson Story kind of are similar players in that, like, they're big physical bodies with, you know, a hit, uh, like a pretty projectable power and hit tool there. I mean, both of those guys were, you know, 80 plus on the bat speed, which, you know, if you j- dive into the blast data, that's, you know, insane bat speed there. It talks about how strong they are. And then, you know, they both, they both are guys that, if, if you're looking for a first baseman who can do damage, like those are two guys that we've seen, you know, we saw, like we, we weren't there at state games, but we, you know, Blaine told us about what Prescott did and we've seen story a lot. So those are two first basemen that um, I'd be looking at just, just right now in terms of physical one B's that can leave the yard. And those are, that's what you want out of a first baseman. So definitely yeah. interested to see what type of year you know ryan puts up over at sunny hills and you know just dropping in hudson story there over at maranatha hopefully you know he yeah. finds a home not too soon because we're both very high on him as well yeah the story uh you know being a 23 left left and and prescott being a 24 right right are are certainly two first basemen um that that uh are deserving of, of an opportunity to to play beyond high school and you know a guy that uh, we keep going back to this program, Joey, and, and every time we have an event, it seems like we see a new guy out of this program where it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, A, how loaded are they? You know, B, like, how are all these guys going to play? Uh, you know, but Bradley Navarro, the 23 outfielder out of Huntington Beach, uh, you know, we had seen uh, very, very small glimpses of, of, of Navarro's ability, but uh, man, we walked away. We both walked away on Sunday saying like, dude, that guy needs to be on the field for them somewhere, somehow. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he probably had the best position player day out of anyone. I mean, he's an athletic switch hitting outfielder who runs fairly well. I think he ran a six, nine, seven, sixty. Um, he looked good defensively on the outfield and, you know, I'm, I'm a really big fan of the swing from, from both sides of the plate. They're similar swings. You know, he's relaxed in his stance. He loads slow and early, which gets him on time. And the swing works really smooth through the zone. I mean, he turns the barrel on a slight upward path, and that stays through the zone very well. 
and you know the swing the swing metrics and the post impact metrics were you know very good as well. He averaged 74 bat speed and 20 you know, G's rotational acceleration, um, which painted a good power profile there. Um, he averaged you know his max EV was 100 and his average EV was 92, which were both you know I think top five for the event. And then during gameplay, those swings, you know, translated. I mean, he had three line drive hits. He had two from the left side, and you know, I tried to get him that bat from the right, and he, and I, I was able to get one for him, and he, he barreled up a line drive to the left field from the right side. So, you know, I think he put together a performance in totality on Sunday that was definitely worthy of a few calls from another you know, the 15 to 20 or so college coaches that were there on Sunday. Yeah, he he he's impressive you know and, and and the thing that that really stands out about all these Huntington Beach guys is just their athleticism right it, it's just like it's almost like they they attract athletes who happen to play baseball versus baseball players who happen to be athletes uh you know and they take that athleticism and develop these guys into just outstanding baseball players and and Navarro um, you know, again, uh, he, he's going to battle there for some playing time. I can only imagine uh, because he, he's got an opportunity as a switch hitter uh, to to really be a special special hitter. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, getting to know a guy that you know, going from Huntington Beach to maybe a high school that you know we don't really go see that much. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen in my time with PBR. I'm not, I'm not sure if you have. Is you know, oh, Viewpoint High School, Izzy Parsky who was, you know, a right-handed pitcher at our showcase, you know, he, he impressed, man. It was like uh, viewpoint high school. I wonder how, how good he'll be, but he really impressed in terms of, you know, the arm, the, the, the body, the way it moves, the stuff. And, you know, I'm sure you got, you have a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Well, the first thing I'll say about Parsky, you know, six, one, one sixty, twenty twenty five. 2025, um, you know, he, he still has the baby face, right. He still has a very young looking face. Like it's almost as though he's, just now going through the maturation process that comes with puberty. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing that really stuck out to me is uh, the first batter, uh, he threw a fastball and he got fortunate enough to get a, a fly out to left field. Uh, on the second batter, he threw a slider uh, that just missed. And then he threw the slider again and it just missed. And I told him, I said, hey, after this batter, call your catcher in tell him to set up middle on the slider because he's setting up away and you're missing off the plate. So, you know, he gets a, he gets a pop-up to the third baseman. Uh, he calls the catcher out. Uh, and then, you know, the catcher follows suit. And sure enough, he got a strikeout on the slider on that guy, strikeout on the slider on the next guy. Uh, and then, you know, he, he tried to come in on a fastball and he gave up an infield single. Uh, but then he went KF7 single 6-3, uh, to close out his round and it was just I was really impressed with the fact that you know hey here's this guy not my coach you know giving me a piece of advice follows it see some results and then you could just see his confidence beaming on that slider uh, you know it's a it's a pretty significant slider Joey at 72 to uh, close to 76 75.7 uh, so if you round up a 76 you know the fastball velo isn't again overpowering or or eye popping at 80 to 82, uh, but it's a clean, repeatable delivery. Uh, the mechanics are, are really simple. Uh, he just kind of pulls the elbow back and then through. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on with the mechanics or the delivery uh, that offer a ton of deception. However, he does hide the ball a little bit behind the ear uh, just before release. You know, he's got the long hair going, so that kind of helps add to that. Um, 
you know, but uh, it's, it's a pretty simple, it's pretty clean, you know, just a little dip and drive. Uh, but there, there's, there's, it seemed as though hitters were having trouble picking up the spin on the slider. And, you know, again, when, when we finish these events and, and you start to get some texts and I start to get some texts, it really tells you, you know, who the college guys think uh, were some of the better players. And, you know, I know that I had a couple of texts on Parsky and, uh, you know, based on who those schools were, it, it really gives you a good indication about, um, you know, where this guy potentially could be. And, you know, right now he's, he's looking like that that mid-major Division One guy, you know, who, again, potentially could develop into one of those Power Five arms uh, because there's there's no way he's done growing, uh, you know, at 6'1", 160. Uh, he has larger feet, um, and, and so there's still some projection physically with him as well. Yeah, I think you hit on a lot of points that, you know, I would, I'd, I'd talk about, um, but with, with Izzy, I think it, it's how easy the fastball comes out and how easy he moves. I think, you know... If he gets more athletic, if he grows, if, you know, a little bit more lower body engagement, a better hinge maybe, like the fastball velo will climb. He is only 25. So I think there's a lot of dream on with him. And, you know, hopefully I can head out to a viewpoint game. You know, I'm out, I'm out here in the San Fernando Valley now, so hopefully I can get over to a couple games of, of his when he throws so we can see that development not just at our showcases. Yeah, you know, and, and a couple guys, Joey, that, that weren't on our list to talk about, but – um, I feel like, you know, they, they showed something that, that was worth mentioning. You know, Trevor Sonhalter, the 23 outfielder from Long Beach, Wilson, 6'3", 185, ran a 7'1". Uh, but, man, this guy's instincts on the Bates pads are absurd. Uh, he was on first base, stole second. Uh, you know, there was a called strike three to the last batter. Ball trickled out into the outfield, popped up, took third. Uh, you know, he didn't, didn't hear me, you know, say, you know, three outs or whatever, uh, but just his instincts to get up and go and the speed is real. Uh, I think, and, and you know, the outfield arm at 82, uh, showed a lot of accuracy during the workout portion. Uh, really liked what I saw from him. Um, you know, and then, uh, Jake Despain, who is the th- uh, third baseman outfielder, 24 out of Miracosta, you know, ran a six, nine, four. 86 infield velo, 81 outfield velo. Uh, didn't get much done at the plate as I'm just kind of looking through notes here um, that that I remember uh, off the top of my head. He did have the infield single, um, and then he uh, had a ground out to the pitcher uh, that if it weren't for the guy sticking his glove out, you know, probably leaks through into the center field area for a base hit. Uh, but he was a guy that, that was pretty impressive. Uh, he made a play or two at third base. Uh, I thought he could handle that position pretty well. Uh, not sure if you got any guys that, that didn't quite make our list to really break down, but uh, that really stood out to you. Yeah, I think you know James Delamico is going to be a very interesting you know, player for Loyola. I mean, you know Keith Ramsey's going over there, and we're, we're both very excited about what he's going to be doing over there at that school. And, I mean, he's a big physical catcher, 6'2", 200. Uh, BP was very legit, you know, line drives you know, through the middle of the field, and then in game, he, he you know pounded one backside, hard hit to to the right to the um to the right fielder for a single, and I think you know he's gonna get a chance to to play, get a mount this next this next season, and you know I think Loyola like 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 last year was a very sneaky team, you know that found some success, and I think this year they'll you know, improve on that with Ramsey and some of the players that are gonna be developing over there, and then you know Levi Ham was a very interesting guy. I think you know I saw him 
you know, once during the spring over at Maranatha Christian. And I think, you know, he's one of my favorite left-handed 24 swings, I'd say, um, just off the top of my head. I mean, it's a smooth stroke. You know, bat speed's there, rotational acceleration's there. So, obviously, swing metrics are there. And then, you know, the, the post-impact was pretty good as well. I think he averaged, you know, 90-plus on the exit velo as well. And then, you know, one last guy I think, you know, we both, we both love. We've seen a good amount of him is, you know, Xander Iniguez over at uh, Bonita. I mean, in terms of a catching skill set and, and what he does behind there, it doesn't really get much better. I'm sure you have some, some things to say about him before we, we head off this, this podcast. Yeah, I, I love X, man. The way he calls the game and sets up hitters and just the confidence he instills in his pitchers is, is outstanding. Like, we've seen it. We saw it in Vegas. We saw it this weekend. Uh, you know, if he if he puts it together at the plate, he's going to have an opportunity to play this game for a long time because the catch and throw is is really good. It, it's special, uh, you know. But his ability to set up hitters uh, is really impressive. And for me, one last guy, uh, you know, going back to Arrowhead Christian Academy, there, uh, twenty five outfielder Daniel Rivera ran a seven oh five. He had an eighty eight arm from the outfield. It was one of the more accurate arms from the outfield. Um, not sure um, uh, what he got done in game. Um, it, it looks like he had uh, a couple of flyouts and a punch out, uh, but that's a name just to kind of jot down on the list and and follow uh, because he is a um, you know speed kills and he's got that arm uh, you know and and uh, he's got a, a pretty athletic frame on him too. So uh, that there, there's a list of gosh about 15, 16 guys that really stood out. Uh, at the SoCal Top Prospect Games, and uh, Joey, what's uh, w- what's coming up next here for PBR California? Yeah, we got our um, this this upcoming Saturday. We got our um, our SoCal Uncommitted Games. We're uh, we're gonna get some really good 23s and 24s out there. I'm excited about that. We got some some scout days coming up, which I'm excited about too, with some high schools. You know, we're, I'm excited about that as well. We get to see some of these guys at their high school with their team, and get get a feel for how they're going to be during the high school season, which is good because, you know, me and Yori start talking about, you know, top 10s, top 25. So I'm really excited about those. And then, you know, our preseason All-States are, are, are coming pretty quickly in January and excited to see the types of players that we're going to get out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, there's all that information can be found at prepbaseballreport.com slash California. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. And, and for those of you that are on it, you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, so, Joey, uh, good stuff, man. Always good to recap these events and give some love to these players that work so hard and uh, are deserving of it. So appreciate you joining us here on the podcast. Thanks, Les. So that's it for the SoCal Top Prospect Games. For Joey Cohen, I'm Les Lukacs. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. And until we see you next time, we'll see you at the yard. Mm -hmm.